you know, sometimes we financial folks emphasize our, their, our profit hat and, and our gatekeeper hat. And, but to be successful, I think we really have to wear more, more of our marketing hat. Welcome to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitary Legal. Digitary is a data analytics and cost management platform and service, bringing data-driven pricing and cost prediction to law. My name is Aurelia Spivey, and I will be your host as we speak to leaders who are making an impact in legal pricing, discuss market trends, and find out from them why pricing matters. Good morning. Welcome to the Pricing Matters podcast. Our guest today is Michael Katz. Michael is the Pricing and Data Analytics Director at Holland and Knight. Welcome, Michael. Pleasure speaking with you. I think it's always helpful for our listeners that we, you know, we start a little bit about your background. And, you know, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your pricing journey. Certainly. Uh, I like to tell people that I'm one of the oldest and youngest in the field. Uh, since uh, chronologically, I believe I'm the only pricing director who is eligible for Social Security. And I'm also uh, probably the only one who never had uh, a full-time uh, uh, pricing uh, responsibility in a prior job. Uh, so how did I get here? Uh, I spent most of my career actually working at a publishing company, McGraw-Hill, which was a very uh, highly uh, financially driven firm where business managers had a lot of input into uh, how decisions were made uh, supporting a general manager. And that's what I did through a series of financial positions, uh, working for various publishing units and also for uh, the head of the uh, of the uh, information technology function. Uh, and having that experience working with a general manager is really, really important in developing your, your business smarts. Uh, I followed a, a McGraw-Hill uh, manager to the law firm industry and uh, have worked mostly in uh, areas of treasury and financial analysis for Wilmer Hale and for Oric. Uh, at Oric, I was mostly concerned with uh, growth through lateral and uh, acquisitions of practices, uh, most notably having worked on the Dewey Valentine merger for about a year, and also having worked on uh, our international expansion. Um, so, how did I get to pricing? Uh, I was very interested in pricing. I saw that as uh, really growing field and something that I could do because I've developed uh, that kind of solutions orientation at McGraw Hill and the ability to work with uh, general managers and senior partners uh, and in, in general and having developed a, a deep understanding of how law firms operate through working uh, for CFOs and COOs at uh, a couple of different firms. So, Michael, thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, when we were preparing for this interview, you um, laid out, you know, your sort of approach to dealing with partners at law firms 
And, you know, I'd love for you to share that, you know, what you call your consulting approach with our listeners. Certainly. Uh, so it's pretty basic, but having uh, been in a position where I had to really start up the pricing function at my firm, uh, my major concern was uh, inter having a favorable interaction with the partners so that they in turn would recommend me to, to other partners. So, uh, so to do that, you know, what I call a consulting approach was first uh, always preparing well before having an interaction with a partner, uh, which means checking uh, the partner's overall statistics, looking at some of their key clients, uh, in addition to the ones that they might uh, want to have mentioned as, as being a topic that they wanted to talk about, but always uh, looking at the background of that one client uh, in advance. And, and I always uh, try to work via telephone versus email. Uh, you, know, you very often get an email with a very specific question, and uh, that to me engenders uh, just return emails and an email trail, and uh, not too much uh, ex exploration of alternatives. I just find uh, being on the phone to be much more, uh, more productive than, than email. And when you're on the phone, then you can start doing, uh, approaching the partner and really trying to expand the conversation. And the most valuable piece of information I learned was from a very successful Mary Kay lady who sold cosmetics to lawyers, who told me that never try to really sell them anything. And I, I take that approach with uh, pricing. Uh, where I try to ask non-threatening, open-ended questions that hopefully will lead the partner to a good solution. And I say a good solution because you know I find that that uh, there really is seldom a best solution. Uh, it's very very useful to offer a client a couple of different solutions anyway. And if my goal is to have a favorable interaction with a partner, it's always good to start with what they had in mind, uh, perhaps change it somewhat to make it better. But the goal isn't the best. The goal is to uh, make that partner a return customer. Yeah, and it's been been relatively successful, you know, where I, I have a, a cadre of about 50 uh, good customers among our partners. Uh, you know, I'd like to have more but uh, there's plenty of work in, <laughs> in supporting those. You know, I'd love to know from you as well, you know, what trends, you know, you're seeing from clients at the moment? Like, what are they asking for most? Probably, you know, similar to most of my peers, uh, we spend a lot of time looking at RFPs. And uh, we're seeing uh, much more uh, specific questions in terms of technology solutions and legal process management. And uh, again, like, like many of my peers, those are difficult questions uh, because we don't have the branded solution that some, some other law firms have. So you know, to answer questions like that, uh, I really have to do some exploration and keep abreast of the, the efforts that we have in those areas that aren't uh, aren't firm 
uh, solutions. Uh, however, there are solutions that apply to a particular practice group or office uh, or even a particular partner that can be cited to show that we are making efforts in, in those areas. Yeah, I think um, you know, clients are definitely getting a lot more detailed in their RFPs. And I think that's helpful to, you know, think beyond... Um, you know, think what you're actually doing in your practice and be able to showcase that. I think that's really helpful for people to think about. Obviously, you've you've got a lot of experience, um, you know, in fee arrangements. And I think it's really helpful to hear, you know, what do you think are the characteristics of the most successful fee arrangements that you've seen? Yeah, it's uh, really two things I would point out. The first is to have a simple fee arrangement. Uh, and that means absorbing some potential risk, but it also uh, helps in, in terms of fostering the client relationship. Uh, I, I don't think clients want to be bothered with too many kinds of uh, adjustments or uh, uh, something that they, they need to really think about uh, more than, say, every uh, half a year or so. You know, that said, uh, you know, I would always uh, include some sort of uh, adjustment mechanism in, in a fee arrangement, uh, whether it's a fixed fee arrangement or a collar arrangement, uh, where, uh, where there's some, some there may, may or may not be something already built into the arrangement, but you always should be able to revisit it after, after six months or a year to see that it's still working for both sides. Excellent. I think, um, you know, we've we've heard that as well. I think the sort of the continued collaboration uh, that we're hearing in the industry is just, you know, does lend itself to that. Um, keep it simple and remain flexible. I love that. So um, it's also, you know, helpful to talk about pricing teams. I mean, we know that, you know, your function is growing in importance um, at law firms. So I'd love to know a little bit about your team at Holland and Knight, and you know what you you know what advice you have for uh, pricing teams. To, um, you know what should they be prioritizing to be successful? Uh, I have a relatively small department, uh, given the fact that uh, we have over 1,200 lawyers, uh, and so the team consists of myself and two staff members. Uh, one staff member. Uh, has a deep has deep firm knowledge, having worked in the business intake function of the firm for over ten years, and the second staff member is is very skillful in terms of computer skills, uh, especially being able to use Power BI uh, as well as very advanced uh, Excel skills, and so those are really it's really great having that combination. Uh, I, I think the other thing that you know I look for in the staff is is having you know business smarts and again what I would call a solutions orientation. Uh, you know we have to produce for our, our partners. They they need uh, RFPs and pitches uh, with pricing provisions that will win them the business. And uh, and you know I think keeping that in the forefront is. Is very important. You know, sometimes we financial folks think more 
uh, emphasize our, the, our profit hat and and our gatekeeper hat. And but to be successful, I think we really have to wear more more of our marketing hat. Fantastic. That's um, really uh, an interesting approach. Um, would you, can you delve in a little bit for me on, um, you know, the marketing hat and, you know, how, how your team um, approaches that, that um, at Holland at night? Yeah. Well, one of the first open-ended questions I tend to ask partners is, uh, who else is bidding on, on this work? And it actually is amazing that uh, very often that they won't know, and uh, they'll have to ask the question. And that that really starts a whole chain of different possibilities in terms of the pricing model. Uh, and of course, we also uh, collect as much information as we can uh, on our competitors' pricing, and and especially you know very specific kind of questions. Uh, coming, you know, with information coming from lateral partners, coming from other firms, uh, to try to understand, uh, in a particular situation, you know, what what are the real the real relevant competitive rates that we're 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 facing. You know, you've talked about your two different, you know, your team members coming sort of from two different um, spheres. So I think that's pretty common. You know, pricing professionals that I've spoken to do come from a variety of backgrounds. So I'd love to know from you a little bit more about, you know, what you think the most important skills are for this role in general. Yeah, I, I would come back to, to uh, you know, business smarts. Uh, sometimes it's called commercial acumen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I saw an interesting uh uh, maturity model from uh, Clio this morning, which talked about how firms uh, succeed in, in the pricing arena, and really as as uh, as effective uh, business partners for for clients. And, and th their model is very simple: that you have uh, you create a high uh, ex a client experience, you know, very favorable client experience. And you perform, and I, I think that applies to individuals as well. That you know, you 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 want to be, you want to uh, satisfy your internal uh, 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 clients who are are your partners, and you want to perform by producing a, a quality work product, you know, something that they feel confident in, in supporting. Um, you also spoke a little bit about you know, this, uh, throughout our conversation about your solutions orientation. And, you know, I'd love if you can give a bit more of a definition of, of what you mean by that for our listeners, because I think that's going to be, you know, a helpful way of thinking about things. Yes, I mean, it's uh, pretty, you know, uh, fundamental that uh, you want to uh, give the partner an answer to, to his problem. <laughs> uh, and you know, we, we, as pricing people, uh, tend to fill in the gaps uh, in terms of the organizational structure, you know, where uh, partners will come to us with problems that, you know, aren't really officially uh, a pricing or even a client-related problem. Uh, but, you know, we always try to, to, uh, to do whatever is needed. Uh, I recall a matter 
where uh, a partner needed to take a very complex spreadsheet that had been developed by PwC and to make changes in it uh, so that uh, they could assess the uh, potential damages. And uh, uh, our, our, our response was, uh, oh, this is a tough Excel spreadsheet problem. It's not really related to what we do, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that for you. Uh, simply because you know we have the ability, we have the skill, and and uh, we should do it. Uh, you know, another case was uh, where uh, a client, a partner, came to us because he needed a special uh, loan amortization schedule. And again, that's not something that's usually within <laughs> uh, our our charter. But it's something he needed, and then uh, really was nobody else in finance to do it. So I would just point to, to those things uh, in terms of uh, serving our partners well. Um, yeah, I think that's it's so important um, uh, to be able to to support the business, and um, you know if you've got the skill set. Uh, in your team. Given all of this, obviously we all have challenges in business. So I'd love to know, you know, what the greatest challenges are for, in your opinion, for pricing professionals and, you know, how you and your team are overcoming them. Well, I have to say that uh, I think there's a big challenge in trying to sell the function. And uh, I'm constantly trying to find ways to do that. Uh, I think like many of my peers, uh, we do presentations at partner luncheons. Uh, We do presentations at uh, practice group uh, meetings or lawyer meetings. Uh, We have a a tip, a monthly tip on our our internet site. Uh, And all of this is designed to help drive uh, partners to see us and to consult with us when, when they have a need, um, and uh, you know it's it's uh, sometimes it's a bit frustrating because you know we we like to think that we have the answers to a lot of problems, <laughs> but you know it, it's it's I think largely a question of just maintaining maintaining our our efforts. Uh, lately, you know, uh, on on our daily uh, internet site. Uh, there's often a an article about uh, a legal success for for a client, and uh, so for the past six months or so, uh, we've also talked about the financials for that uh, legal success story, uh, at least to mention the fact that it was a significant uh, matter in terms of, of, of fees, and hopefully to talk about the fact that it was well staffed from a, a leverage perspective and and highly profitable. But, you know, we keep trying to find ways of, of, of uh, engaging our, our partners. And, you know, we've uh, had a few successes in terms of sending our partners for education uh, offsite uh, that uh, basically through uh, some of the organizations that we maintain a membership in uh, True Value Partnering Institute and, and law vision. Uh, so again, uh, we, we always keep looking for to, to, to get that engagement. 
you know you're not alone. Um, but I think it's a great tip um, in terms of, you know, because, you know, I've worked in law firms and I've obviously seen those, you know, deals that have been published, you know, and I think it's really great to keep adding to that, the financial piece. And I think that's a top tip for listeners, um, you know, if that's appearing on their internet, you know, put your pricing perspective, get the pricing perspective on that. Um, I think people will enjoy that and take that away. And um, we just did a podcast about the TVPI conference. So, um, you know, I think there's some great resources and, and they were, you know, very, they were very encouraging to bring, you know, other people in your firm to, you know, parts of that event. So I think the more education, the better. And, you know, this is the Pricing Matters podcast. So, um, I always like to end on this question. So, Michael, tell me, why does pricing matter to you? Well, again, having uh, had a number of jobs, I, I have to honestly say that this pricing job is actually the most interesting job of my career. And, you know, I, what I like about it is having a pretty immediate kind of feedback uh, you know, when I deal with a partner, uh, they're pretty quick about saying, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, and they're also pretty quick about saying, oh, maybe there's something else that you could have told me or whatever. So, again, I like having the feedback and uh, especially like it when one of my good ideas uh, is thought to be good by the client as well. <laughs> that's excellent. Well, um Having spoken to a few pricing professionals now on this podcast, uh, every time I ask that question, I think, gee, maybe I should have had a job in, in pricing in law firms because everyone does seem to have their <laughs> job. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, taking part in this conversation and you know sharing your insights with others. Thank you for listening to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitory Legal. To find out more about our guests, please visit our podcast page at digitarylegal forward slash pricing matters. If you have any feedback or any guests that you think we should feature, please reach out to me at Aurelia at digitarylegal.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>